Hello and welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and on this week's show we're bringing you build-up and reaction to FC United's fixture at Stafford Rangers from Saturday. And later we'll be hearing how the women's team fared in their opening match of the season from Sunday. But before that, it's now time for this week's club news. And speaking of the women's team, last week the club announced the appointment of former Liverpool under-21s head coach Jenny Swarbrick as the new manager of the women's team as well as the club's new community manager. Here's Jenny speaking to Tim on Thursday. It's been a whirlwind few weeks, a massive whirlwind. But what I must say is from the first interaction I've had with the club when uh, Neil rang me to say that the club were interested in speaking to me, they were made to feel extremely welcome to the club. There's a definite warm feeling around the club. And there's a lot of excitement with the new season uh, building. The men have just started their season. They're going to do to start this Sunday. So it's been a whirlwind few weeks uh, trying to trying to get the deal sorted and, and arranged. A lot of work being done in the background. Uh, lots of phone calls, lots of meetings. But I'm excited now that I'm in. Um, and we've got a great plan to to build for this season and beyond. And I'm looking forward to getting started. New women's team manager Jenny Swarbrick speaking to Tim there, and you can watch the full interview with Jenny on the club's official YouTube channel. To the men's team now and the draw for the first qualifying round of the FA Cup took place on Monday and FC United have been drawn at home to either Barlick Town of the Northwest Counties or Midlands League side Whitchurch Alport with the tie to be played at Broadhurst Park on Saturday the 2nd of September. To league matters and last Tuesday night FC United travelled west to take on Merseysiders Marine as the Reds were looking to continue their winning start to the season. Unfortunately, Marine were in impressive form on the night and defeated FC United by five goals to one. Griffiths plays the ball back to Palinkas. Palinkas, it's a loose pass, picked up by Sinclair Smith and Sinclair Smith into the bottom corner and FC United there, the architects of that goal. Sinclair Smith capitalising hugely on that loose pass, but it was a sweet finish into the bottom corner. Not much boys could do with it. And on 15 minutes, Marine take the lead. And there's Sinclair Smith again. Sinclair Smith over on the left-hand side now of FC United's penalty area. Griffiths for company. Sinclair Smith still with the ball, though. Still with the ball. Plays the ball back. And FC United bring the ball clear with Tiam. Tiam's it's a loose pass, though. Picked up by Wardle. Here's Mampala. Mampala opens up for Mampala. And that is a brilliant goal from Mampala into the top corner. That's a wonder goal, Paul. We were right behind that. That was soaring into the roof of the net. 18 minutes on the clock. Boys isn't saving that in a million years. If he had a stepladder, he's not saving it. Well, again, we lost the ball in a bad position. And... Uh, and Parler from long range there chances his arm with the left foot and uh, it just flew into the top corner boys didn't have a chance with it it's uh, a free kick from Marines right hand side two men in the wall this is going straight into United's penalty area and it's got well it goes straight into the six yard box I think there was a flick on in that six yard box into the bottom corner it goes they're all congratulating Lewis White the the man who took the free kick, so one can only assume it went straight in. 31 minutes on the clock, and it's gone from bad to worse, Paul, 3-0. It just sums up the half, really, isn't it? Everything has gone the way Marine wanted it to. FC United to defend this. 
the corner from Marine's left on his right foot. In it comes towards the back post area. Header one. Wardle rising at the back post there to win that header from one post to the other. And in it goes. And on 44 minutes, it's 4 0. Nine minutes played of this second half. And Guy Hall running over to take this corner from FC United's right on his left foot. He's taking a shot. Here's McLaughlin. McLaughlin for the corner of the penalty. Whips that ball in towards the back post. Not cleared yet. Shot comes in into the back corner. And FC United have got a goal back. It was Morris there. And finally, one of FC United's set plays pays off. It wasn't quite the way we expected it to come, but it's a goal. Oliver to Kane. Kane, he's under pressure now. Kane loses out. A challenge on Sinclair Smith. The ball breaks in favour of Marine. And it's Will Ross scoring against his old club. And once again, Paul, it comes from a mistake at the back. Marine make it 5-1. 18 minutes played of this second half. It's bad when one of your former players score, but when two do in the same game, it really is rubbing it in. Full time here at Marine. And following the highs of Saturday afternoon with that 3-0 victory over Worksock Town, it's back down to earth here at Crosby with a fine performance from the home side. 5-1 victors here. It's a tough one to take. You know, well done to Youngie and Marine. You know, got a good side there. But like I said, 15 minutes, we're out of the traps, we're on our front foot. You know, everything's good, we're causing them problems. And then, you know, we make a couple of mistakes. And, you know, I, I, I encourage mistakes because you learn from mistakes. And the lads who've made them tonight know they've made them. But, you know, I take the blame for that because we're asking them to do certain things. So that doesn't mean they become poor players because they've made two mistakes. But they've made two mistakes and, and Marine have hit us with quality. Then two set pieces, we made more mistakes, we come out of our zonal shape, which we never did last season, and we get three headers on the back post. And then it's 4-0, you know, it's game over, and you're kind of looking around thinking, how's that happened? And then, you know, you know you've got to try and make, make the best of a bad situation, you make a triple substitution at half-time, and we get an early goal from L, another set piece that we've worked on. And then, you know, we get, we get great phases of play and patterns, and feel it's got ours forced into three or four saves. Then we make another mistake, you know, and it bounces off the lad and, and then Will Russ gets an opportunity to score. Then we go and force him into another couple of saves and make another mistake off the set piece. Come out of our zone, they hit the crossbar. It, it's a night of mistakes and you have to be here to believe it. And, and if if you've seen us in training, if you if you know what I'm talking about, they are genuine mistakes that have that have hurt us tonight. You know, and it's not a it's not a case of we've played badly. I think we've got a really good football inside who's matched a side that's going to be up there this season and we've given them a really good test at times uh, but you know football's football I remember just said to the lads now I'm going to put you six past Scarborough you know, a couple of years ago and everyone's Jonathan Green and says Jonathan Green is that and you know they stuck with him they turned it around and they went and got promoted so all it was was three points but they had a, they had an off day and everything we hit went in but I bet Scarborough never forgot about that day and they went and got promoted we won't forget 5-1 against Marine but it happens and, and I'm quite glad it's happened you know second game of the season not maybe in the last 10 games Tim so We'll learn loads from it, but the young lads are hurting in there now, so it can't be doom and gloom. We've got to pick them back up and, and get them to go again. FC United manager Neil Reynolds there speaking after the Marine match last Tuesday. And finally, for this week's news, FC United were back on the road on Saturday as the Reds travelled to Stafford Rangers. And let's hand over to the FC Live team now with all the build-up. 
Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to FC Live, brought to you by ConstructiveCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army. And with me for this pre-match chat, it's a welcome return to Woodzo. Hello. Hello. Hello, how Hello. are you? Oh, not bad, not bad. Did you get stuck in traffic? We left that. We left early. Yeah. Anyway, FC United taking on Stafford Rangers this afternoon. Before we talk about this game, we've got Neil Reynolds and his pre-match thoughts in a second or mm. two. Let's just discuss Marine okay. midweek. So we, we spoke at half-time, but not at full-time. What's your general vibe after, after that? Because I, I, I said after the match, I felt this was a Marine victory rather than an FC United loss. What's your thoughts? That makes sense. I think either side of that mad half-hour in the first half, we were, we were good for it. Um, I've said today, and I've said to a few people, that if we'd have been 2-0 at half-time, we might have got a point out of that game. Having said that, did they not go quite as hell for leather in the second half as they could have done if they needed to? I don't, we, don't, we don't know that, do we? I thought we played. We started the game, as we said, at half-time pretty well. Second half, that 45 minutes, was a good game of football from two good sides. And, and, and you know, and, and We scored one goal, we hit the bar there, keepers made two good saves. We could have more goals. Yeah. So could they. It was just that mad half an hour which we were very poor. We could not string passes together. Now, this, That's this a problem. Is, this is why I said I, I felt it was more of a Marine victory. Mm. I thought Marine set up really well. FC United just couldn't Yeah, I mean, perform. weird. It was weird because that first, like I said, 10-15 minutes. They went long ball. Well, I was, gonna say, I was just going to say that. Exactly. I remember saying at half-time that it was almost like Crosby Pub League. It was A-Lo's football from them. And, for, and it just seemed like a switch just went like that. And then they played the perfect game for half an hour. Absolutely perfect against us. And yes, this, I mean, <laughs> just said to a few people now, you know, you can see three 30-yarders in a season. We can see three in a game there. I agree with Neil. The first one, it's an error. It was all about the press. But then it's all about the finish, isn't it? And it's a great finish from Sinclair Smith. But then the second goal, we lose it in midfield. But then it's all about Mbappé. Oh, yeah, well, you made the comment. So I can't remember what, what the I exact said comment. If, I if, said if, 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 if we had a DeLorean, yeah. yeah. If Pat Boys had got in a time machine, went back a few seconds, got himself a stepladder on the way to the said time machine and brought it with him, stood in the corner, he still wouldn't have got to that ball. No, it was an absolutely <laughs> fantastic goal. We know that. And then, like you say, a, a scruffy one off a free, free kick that we don't know whether yeah. Chris... Someone, I've seen someone allude that Chris Dahl got a touch. Someone said he's gone straight in. Whatever, I doesn't matter. I think straight in. And, uh, the, and corner. the corner. It's a good header back if you're on the far post the player you head it backwards but we, he's a free header there's nobody marking there's nobody stopping him soft goal it's just frustrating you know I mean I, I, like, you know, I wasn't there Saturday everybody said how great it was I went home thinking what are you all talking about it was <laughs> I've, just, I've just watched I mean, those, madness those you but, know, you if, know. You, if you follow the recruitment of, of the clubs in the Northern Premier League I think Marine have definitely got themselves the vibe of we're going to finish in the top three don't make those recruitments to scrape into the playoffs no. I think that's that's a fair thing to say no I mean, I mean they lost 2-0 I think at Gainsborough lost was it 2-0 I think it was no 0-0 it was oh 0-0 nil, 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 yeah. I knew they didn't score they probably didn't play as well as they can do for the players they've got yeah. they certainly did on Tuesday after they got mm. you know they got into the game so they're going to be up there but then are we not looking to be up there so we you know we, we should be 
I mean, I know. would I would say I'd put Marine as a 50-50 before I saw him Tuesday. Yeah. But after seeing him Tuesday, I've gone, well, there we go. That takes us to this game here Today. against Stafford Rangers. Yeah. This is a classic game that you throw into your, well, that's 21 points that we should have got at, this, at the end of last season. Yes. Yeah, well, we, we two, we can, we? two fixtures against Stafford where you go, well, there's six points. There's six points, yeah. And we didn't. We didn't. And you know what? What, what, what worries me about today is we've got this penchant over our history of giving Sorry, teams points. Penchant. 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 He's going to go look at what he means. I'm just, yeah, because um, obviously we've got the Phoenix Trophy coming up and it's good to learn French phrases. <laughs> go on. Of giving teams the first but wins and first points, and they haven't got a point in the goal so far. So yeah. that's nailed on. We, yeah. we, we're good at doing that. I'm ha- I'm happy we're here in August. Beautiful. Today. A tick for us, yeah. as opposed to coming here in November, December, January. We normally do, but then you'd have thought on Tuesday night a 4G pitch. We we we, we trade on things like that. A narrow one. A, na- a narrow. Of course. It's, yeah, yeah. I don't know that, that uh, uh, Milado here at Stafford managed to get his throws at Marine. There's not an old chance he'd have to open the gate and go on the terrace. <laughs> Oh, that's number 48 next well, door. If you can run say. into the garden and run, run out of it again. We're going to do team news in a second um, after we've heard from Neil, but there's no Tom Tonks today, which is a huge, no, well, no, exactly. yeah, a yeah. huge uh, plus point for FC United because yeah. his throwings are stuff of legend. They are. Aren't they? There's all kinds of legends. Fors Hammer, Arthur and the sword thing. And Tom Tonks' throw-ins. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, all three of them we can put in the history thing bit is, it depends today. what FC rocked up today. Yes. The FC that rocked up there last season and lost could well lose again today. The FC that rocked up two seasons ago and won 2-0 with two goals from Wadiker. And we, yeah. and we, 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 we did well to, you know, weather any storm, etc. And play quite well that day. Should win the game. I've just said to Mike and Patrick here. So it's happy game. We could rock up here and play and win 3 or 4-0 very easily. Yeah. We could also play terribly and lose 1-0. Uh, let's hear the thoughts now of Neil Reynolds, who I caught up with... When I was a bit out of breath, I just you got were. here. I was late. Neil said I was late. That's always a bad sign. We conducted a pre-match interview. He was chasing around, shouting at the stand. Where's Ben? Where's Ben? <laughs> so that's why I'm slightly out of breath. <laughs> uh, but uh, Neil is fit and healthy and can walk upstairs. <laughs> no at all. So uh, those are the caveats. Here's the interview. <laughs> Welcome, Neil, uh, to, to Marston Road. Uh, obviously... This is the match after the Marine game, but in between them, we've had the training on Thursday, so how's preparations going ahead of today's game? Really good, Ben. I mean, we, we not only did we train Thursday, we, we had a team meeting Wednesday, uh, lived in each other's pockets all week. The, the great thing about young lads is that they don't really overthink things. You know, the game's done and dusted, it's Instagram, Snapchat, and then we move on to the next game where then you get a little bit older, you know, it starts to dwell on you and your legs are a little bit tired and you think, yeah, I've got to go for the next game, but... This is a great group. You know, Thursday night training, you would have thought we won 5-0 and not, and not got beat 5. So, you know, we've made one or two changes today, but the group's great. You can see them. Got here on time today. You know, there's a real spring in them. They know what they've got to do today, and, and I'm sure that... I'm going to say bounce back. I don't, I don't say bounce back because we played well for large parts of the game. So yeah. just keep playing the way we're playing and hopefully eradicate mistakes that we made on, on Tuesday night. Absolutely, and uh, when it comes to those changes, uh, when this interview goes out in the next half an hour or so, we're going to know your team selection, so what, what, what have you got for us? Well, Curtis Jones was touching all Tuesday night. Uh, the, the medical team just said that he needed another few days, train Thursday. Kurt comes back in today, which is huge for us. Uh, Jan will sit out, and that's not about Jan's you know, kind of mistake, but just to freshen it up. we we'll bring Guy all in at left-back to freshen that up, because Lewis has put a lot of yards in over the first two games, and we know the way our full-backs play. And then Big Deck after his, you know, 45-minute man of the match performance, I think it's hard to, to leave him out. So Deck goes in there alongside Donners and Charlie Munro's out for three or four weeks now. So Griffle dropping as a deep line, deep line midfielder. So, you know, we're strong, but we know that 
we said all along that six games in 19 games is going to have to utilise, maximise the squad that we've got. And, you know, that's exactly what we're doing. So, you know, we're looking forward to it. Today, Stafford Rangers, the weather is a bit better than the last time we were here. Uh, so what are you expecting today from our opponents? I mean, I'm delighted turning up today. You know, Cleggie said to me, wait till you get there, the pitch is great. And the pitch is good. You know, it probably looked better from up here than it is on the, on the surface. But however, you know, we've been here in the past with Stafford. It hasn't been a great surface. So, you know, credit to the ground staff. It, it looks good and hopefully will suit our passing style of football. But for us, you know, it's never nice seeing a team you know, get off to play two, lost two. But we just got to think of ourselves because no one will feel sorry for us after we got five being put passes on Tuesday night. So we've got to think about how we can plot the downfall of Stafford today. And hopefully after today, they can go on a run. But we've got to come here and, and, and take a point or three. Uh, but it's important that we don't lose because we're coming into, you know, on the back of the, the staff again, there's no easy games in this league. But you look at Ilkerson who are flying high followed by Macclesfield, followed by Radcliffe. So it's important that we get something today. And that's not, that doesn't mean we're not going to get anything against them three. It just means it's important we come here and get something today. So I'm, I'm confident, Ben. I'm confident that the, the way the lads have settled in together, we've had more good performances than bad performances. So hopefully, you know, the lads can go and show uh, how strong they are mentally and how good they are physically to bounce back from Tuesday. Well, Neil, big good luck this afternoon and uh, we'll catch up at full time. Brilliant. Cheers, Ben. Neil Reynolds there speaking to me earlier and uh, Stato Paul has uh, made a welcome return to the commentary booth. I say booth, we're actually a couple of it's rows It's not much of left. a booth. No, we're, we're, we're on chairs here. But uh, anyway, Stato Paul with us now. Paul, your thoughts on the team selection today. Curtis Jones in, McLaughlin in. I think it, when we watched the game at Marine, I think we kind of knew from, from the conversation that you had with Neil after the game that there were going to be changes and I think the changes are pretty much what we expected I would say Curtis has been itching to get back in the side and he's back in now Coulton was exposed a bit down his side and I think it's a good idea to give him a break um, Munro is obviously injured so there's no, no choice in that one he had to make a change um, I think generally he's, he's what he said to the team is, is go out and rectify what you did wrong because you did things that were very good you just have to do more good things. Is there an element as well? Of, because me, me and you spoke at full time, um, kind of a general agreement. Spoke with Woodso earlier, kind of a general agreement about what happened at Marine. The team selection, lots of managers, they kind of changed their teams from what they played on Saturday to what they played on Tuesday across the league. But we, we stuck with the same team. It's, is it advantageous to, to get players like McLaughlin, like Guy Hall involved and because we have got a busy period coming up haven't we? Yeah, when you've got 18, 19 players I, I personally think it's important that you give them game time in the first two or three games because if you sit out the first two or three games and then you're thrown in I don't think you're up to speed so I think it is important that the subs are used sensibly so that players who haven't got game time get on if they can I mean, we played so well against Yeah, them, so that, that was, that's the other side that was of the, it. That was the attraction yeah. of it, I yeah. can see that. I mean, he mentioned it in his post-match, which is why I bring it up now, a bit of umming and ahhing about should we make a change, but you can't make a change after beating Worksop Town 3-0, can you, on the opening day, so uh, I see that. But today, Stafford Rangers, Paul, obviously no Tom Tonks, that's the, that's the important news. Yeah. Um, what should we know about Stafford Rangers? Well, apart from the blatantly obvious that they've got zero points and zero goals, I think this this stadium is 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 somewhere that goals are at a premium for us and for Stafford. 
we played here six times and there's only been ten goals in those games. And strangely enough, this is the this is the venue of of FC's first competitive game where we failed to score. And that was back in 2005, but it wasn't against Stafford, of course. So it, this is the ground where we drew a blank for the first time. Right, let's see who that was against. Was that against Stone Dominoes? No. Oh, don't tell us. Congleton. It was the first season. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would that be? Newcastle. No, 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 don't, no. Don't, don't, tell, don't tell this. It's a good quiz, this. So it's not Stone Dominoes. No, it's not no. Congleton. It's not Newcastle. Uh, we watched them at home 7-0, I think, before they played here. Right, OK, let's uh, let's go with your answer. Eccles of course it was. Yeah. Eccles right, good, good. I drove past Eccles on the way, kind and of. <laughs> and then you add to that, yeah. we couldn't score against them last season at all, Stafford. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got some rights to wrong. Or wrongs to right. They've won three of the last four meetings against us, which is rather worrying. Yes. And we've got to start getting some wins against them because I think it's been said already today that last season's failure to get into the playoffs hinged on on fixtures like Stafford. This is the thing. You can understand getting beat away at Marine with their firepower. Yeah. We beat South Shields home and away last season. It wasn't the top teams we had problems with. It was teams like Stafford. Now, looking at our August fixtures... Yes, I'm not saying Stafford are easy to beat no, because they the, could prove us wrong. But on paper, this, this is, is this the is a game. One of the three. This is a game that really we should be looking for three points yes. because Ilkeston at home yep. is going to be tricky. Six out of six. Macclesfield very tricky. Six out of six. Radcliffe again. Six out of six. So, so you look at this game and you really think, from Stafford's point of view, a win is essential for them because the joint bottom of the table with no goals. But for us, it's also essential because of the games to come. And you'd like to think if we can win this one and get some momentum going again, we've got a better chance on Tuesday night with Ilkeston. So it is a very important afternoon, I think, for FC's August. And of course, we'll have full commentary of Tuesday night's game against Ilkeston. That game will also be live on North Manchester 106.6 FM. So we will have the return of Woodzo on the community wireless on Tuesday night. Just matters arising from your stats preview. The weird stat I came out of, of Tuesday was the yes. fact that we'd, I don't think FC have ever been four goals down at half-time before. No, and I was trying to think how... And I've looked back, all the, all the beatings we've had. Barrow. Barrow Harrogate. was 3-0, 3-0, 2-0. I think um, that was a first, and we don't want a repeat of that for another 10, 15 years. No. So, yeah, history. History was made on Tuesday. Yeah. He's hoping for some history today as well. Um, well, you remember we've had two good wins here. Um, the one... The first time we came here, we scored within a minute when Wolfie scored from a corner. Yes. With a flick. And then Dean Stock put a penalty away in the first half, right on half time. Yeah. And then Wodaka scored twice here. His first goals for the club on this ground. Do you remember that one? That was another 2 0. Came out in the second half and scored two quick goals. And that would be very welcome this afternoon. Well, let me give you the starting 11 for FC United, uh, just for podcast listeners. Uh, boys, Tiam, Hall, Griffiths, Oliver, Jones, Morris, Donahue, Kane, McLaughlin, and Fitzmartin. McLaughlin had a very good second half when he came on against Marine. He, he, he made a big impact. Apart from hitting the crossbar, he deserves a score from that free kick. Yeah. He can obviously take free kicks, which is a handy he thing set to up, know. He set up as well the, the goal we scored as well. So, yeah, a very impressive 45 minutes we got from him. Now he has to try and do it for 90 and gel in with the other players. Now, Griffiths presumably is playing a more withdrawn. Yeah, he's going to be playing the number four role today, which I think suits him more, but he is better at that quarterback 
kind of role, isn't it? And I think Max Kane will be looking for a goal today because he's not scored yet. Yes, well, uh, the teams are coming out onto the pitch here at Marston Road. So without further ado, let's hand you over to our expert commentary team for this afternoon's game. This is FC Live, brought to you by ConstructiveCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army, Stafford Rangers against FC United of Manchester and here's Stato Paul. But first, a big welcome back to James Quinn. So corner from the left-hand side for uh, Stafford Rangers uh, to draw first blood in this contest. Approaching the quarter-hour mark. There it comes. Nice-looking delivery. And boys came for it, but the header went up. Misunderstanding! And it's a goal, and FC United, well... Jones down goal. Two players going up together, a lot of arms being waved about. First problem was FC player got ahead to it. It went over um, boys who'd come for it, and then two FC players, including Jones, went up for it, and it just ended up in the net. And that hangs in the wind. Blissett again doing a good job up front, winning the ball three or four times now. And now on the right-hand side, it's a chance. Ball goes across, 2-0. And it's uh, Naya Payne who is coming across. Came uh, by a good cross from uh, Joe Willis there. And, uh, well, gambling was uh, Naya Payne. And he tucks it away into the roof of the net. And FC undone for the second time. And uh, problems here for Neil Reynolds. I think Blissett is winning too many headers up the top end there for our liking. And that was the, the downfall, really. Once he won that flick on... We were struggling. But now Griffiths picks up the second ball. Now it's picked up by Fitzmartin. Fitzmartin now on the left flank. Can he bring it in? Races to the byline. He's got red shirts in the middle. Low cross. Great work there. He's given a penalty. He's a penalty. Well, a block there. And uh, he died. It looked like a great block. But, of course, uh, as he dived, it hit, hit the hand of the player. Plenty of protest from Stafford. But this could be a lifeline. Griffiths, Griffiths is the man with the ball in his hand. Whistle goes. Griffiths waits. Now he runs forward, takes it, blasts it into the middle. And it's 2-1. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, and uh, Griffiths went to retrieve the ball off Belford straight away. Belford didn't like it. Anyway, Stafford 2, FC 1. Now it's Donahue. Donahue trying to bury his way through here. Three, four players. Donahue. Still Donahue. Donahue fix it in field. Kane on the turn. Great save. Cross that. Two great saves from Belford. And it will be a corner to finish this first half. It was a particularly good save. Great effort, but Kane. And this uh, gives reason for optimism for the second half, Paul. Well, yes, at last Kane's got something to work with. And uh, two good saves by Belford. So another long throw in prospect from uh, Sam Bird. Nodded across. Bliss it! It's 3-1. Well, FC's defending. Just when they were finding a way back into the game it was nodded by one Stafford player onto Blissett who rose above everyone and nodded it nicely to Boys' right and Boys really very little he could do don't you think there was a push? there was a nudge on Hall on the near post which we saw but the referee didn't think it was serious enough or didn't see it Braithwell trips over the ball can FC break Jones with the first time ball Ballardo to try and keep it in flicks it in field good chase this from FC but good defending Ball's back to Bellardo, left flank. Bellardo thinking about bringing in from the left-hand side. Square ball, Donahue on the turn edge of the box. Shot by Baru! 3-2, magnificent! Absolutely magnificent from Keane Baru. First time shot. 
3-2. FC not giving this away by any means. It all started with a, a trip over the ball and the Stafford player at the other end. And all of a sudden, FC broke very effectively there. But Baru just hardly had a touch so far. The ball just fell to him and he took it first time. And Belford, absolutely no chance. Ennis finds Tiam. Tiam on the right flank. On the turn is Ballardo. Back to Tiam. Tiam. Team beats his man well. Team driving again. Cross coming in. Great on! Oh. And Gilted's opportunity for Jay Fitzmartin. And he just couldn't take it. Header just goes, spins way, way wide. Perfect delivery. Ennis picks up the second ball and just hoofs it on speculatively. Donahue now. Donahue for Morris. Morris into the box. Morris! Oh, he oh. tried to chip the keeper. It went just wide. Another golden opportunity, closer this time, you'd have to say. But it goes wide, great work from Donahue. Well, a lot to unpick there, uh, Neil, obviously. Um, towards the end of the game, the second half of the game, a lot of good creative play. Uh, two guilt-edge chances could have been different. I mean, there's an awful lot to talk about, but there was resilience from the team, but the end product wasn't quite there at the end. I think uh, the mental strength, psychology... Big parts of playing sport, and you could see the way we started the game. We were we were still smarting from Marine on Tuesday night, and whether or not that was, you know, I thought there was a bounce about the lads on Thursday, but there's that pressure, you know. And I've said time and again that these these are young lads, and another great following from FC today. But then we capitulate again on on poor goals. I mean, we we've probably given away five, seven now of the poorest goals usually concede over the course of a season, which is worrying. So, you know, I just said to the lads in there, is it the goalkeeper not communicating? Is it the centre-arms losing the shape? Is it the first man not attacking the ball? Is it, you know, the three not blocking runners? You've got to look at it. But I think then when he goes in the back of the net to a bit of a horror goal, they go, here they go again. And, and that's where we miss that experience, maybe. You know, and even though Curtis Jones went back in, I think he was thinking more about his own performance today instead of, maybe leading and galvanising the lads because he's been out for a while. I think it was only when we brought Charlie Ennis on the last 25 minutes that we start to manage a game and dictate the way we played. But, you know, this this standard, well, no, any, no, any standard of football, James, you cannot give away goals away we're giving away in, in, the, in the first two games, which as a manager, you want to control it, but you can't control it because the way we set up is, is the way we set up second half, which is great. But if you switch off on set pieces the way we have done again, there's very little you can do. And, and that's where... I feel sorry for the boys because they're a really good side and they'll overcome this hurdle. But tonight is smarting. We're smarting like we were on Tuesday night. The youth policy, to use a, a bit of a blanket term, but you obviously, there's a very young team. And do you, do you think, therefore, there's going to be, there's more chance of a day like this because of, do you think it's about learning and experience and that you're prepared to sort of go through a process of where you're, people are going to have to learn through some tough days in order to, to because there's a lot of skill out there there's, oh, that's obvious we have to learn and we have to learn the hard way and this is the hard way and I, I think I might mention it Tuesday night I'm, I've mentioned it to the boys that were watching the you know the Vincent Company programme at the minute and you know it, it took him till maybe mid-October to with 16 new signings all under the age of 25 to get to where they were going to be and they had to go through really hard times this is a brand new team that we knew it was a risk of building we knew that we were going to have a risk of it being so young but we genuinely believe that these lads are going to be here for two, three, four years. So they're going to have to come through this hurtful process. They're going to have to give away the goals that they've given. But you've seen from the fans again at the end of the game and listen to the comments that the fans have made that they were really impressed with the style of football and what we did. But 
we, we just can't concede eight goals in the manner we have done. And, and, and that's, is it a collective? It has to be a collective, but it has to be, you have to look at individuals as well because individually, them key mistakes are leading to goals. That's obviously at the wrong end of the, of the pitch. Just to take some positive, to Keen Barrow's finish for the second goal when he just come on was a real piece of quality, wasn't Ke- it? Keen is Keen's outstanding. Obviously, he got his injury in the Phoenix semi-final, and you know he's, he's getting back up to match speed now. We knew that we were going to get 30 minutes into his legs today. Hopefully, we can maybe get 60 minutes into his leg on on Tuesday night, and you know you can see what wonderful talent he is. Because I think when we when we're forced to. And you know that's no that's no one's fault. Keen Baru being out injured, Nick Ballardo not being up to match fitness, Dante Gabadon being out, you know, with, with an injury at the minute, we fall into this flat three uh, midfield, and I think we became too much of a flat three, even though it was one four and two eight. At times we became a flat three, and we did that against Marine, and albeit we played the same way against Worksop, it, it kind of worked for us. I think when the lads were braver in the second half, and we got Donahue higher and Keen Baru higher, and the three there and the fullbacks higher, we we started to cause real problems. And you know, credit to Stafford, they, they held on. You know they, they did hold on, but we we just we we just couldn't find that ingredients to what, unlock what, it. One last thing about the game, this game was that I I I did think what I think was positive at the end was the, the last phase game. It wasn't just become like hoof the ball up and hope there was, there was people were thinking and people were making runs and people were thinking about the right pass, which I thought was positive, even though there was we didn't get the equaliser. We we have to trust this process. We if we're, if we're going to put our necks on the line and, and rebuild it the way we rebuilt it and move on your you know your Adam Dodds and Michael Potts and so on to, to give us some longevity with these players we've got to trust the process and the process is there and you can see in the three games we're playing great football but then Norwich City were a great football inside and I think they got relegated from the Premier League with at least ever points total so you know I've just said to the lads you can be a great football inside but also you've got to be ruthless in both boxes and you've got to have that that nastiness about you you know and we've got to get better at defending it because if we're not aggressive in both boxes well one going to concede goals and two not score goals we're aggressive on the front foot in play but there's so much work that goes on out of play that you've got to be better on and that's movement out off the board and, and on set pieces which unfortunately we've been cruelly cruelly done again so uh, finally um, Ilston have put six past uh, Workington today six. What, what, what sort of game are you expecting we'll win yeah. <laughs> that's what we do when we play the top sides we win uh, Listen, James. I'm not. I'm expecting what I'm expecting for the first three games. We knew. We looked at the the, the fixtures. Uh, we knew it was going to be a hard run. I expected at this point. I expected. I'm not going to lie. Uh, to have six points, and we haven't. We've got three, which is which is disappointing. But we've now got. You know, if you look at the league table, the three big hitters. I think they've all won again today. Ilkeston, Radcliffe, and Macclesfield. It's going to be three really big games, but that doesn't define the season because then we get into September, we get to know each other a little bit more, and 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 if we don't enjoy the losing feeling, which I know I don't, and the dressing room don't, then hopefully they'll they'll respond to that. But we know that we're going to have to be our best in every single game because it's a tough division, but we're a good side, and I'll keep backing the lads, and the fans are just backed it as well. They enjoy watching that style of play. Once it clicks, it does click. I think we'll go on a real run, but that's the positivity, and that I've got to protect them lads in there because. They are absolutely devastated, thinking they've let the club down, the badge down. They haven't done. They absolutely haven't done. They've given a good account of themselves. We've conceded poor goals again. We didn't give up the goals on Tuesday night. We didn't give up the goals this Saturday. The good thing about this standard of football is we've got another game on Tuesday night. Now, if we lose, 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 then we might have a problem and we've got to look at it. But at the minute, there's no panic button. We are, we, we're going through the system. We're going through the process. We're looking forward to August on Tuesday night. They might look at it and think that's three points. I know when Broadhurst Park's rocking and, and the pitch is slick and the water's been on it and, and the lads can get on the front foot, that we, we're a different animal. So I'm backing, I'm backing us to bounce back.
Neil Reynolds there from Saturday afternoon. And the Reds are back in action twice this week. Firstly, on Tuesday evening, FC United will be back at Broadhurst Park as FC host Ilkeston Town. Kick-off on Tuesday evening in North Manchester will be at 7.45pm. But if you cannot attend this game, we will be broadcasting live on North Manchester 106.6 FM from 7.30pm. And there will also be a video stream available too. Please see the club's social media channels for more details. While on Saturday afternoon, FC United will be welcoming Macclesfield to Broadhurst Park. Kick-off on Saturday will be at 3pm. And if you cannot make the game, then not to worry, the FC Live team will be there and on air from 2.30pm on the FC Radio website. To the women's team now and following the announcement of Jenny Swarbrick as the team's new manager last week, FC United took to the field on Sunday afternoon as the Reds hosted Doncaster Bells in the first league game of the season. And to find out now how FC got on, let's hand over to Ben and Paul in the main stand. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Broadhurst Park. This is Women's Team Live. This week we're bringing you the first match of the league season as FC United of Manchester host Doncaster Rovers Bells here at Broadhurst Park and joining me for a little pre-match chat just before we get to all this afternoon's action it's a big welcome back to a man who documents action normally with tally charts and, and graphs and things and it's Tato Paul hello good afternoon so it's uh, the dawn of a, a new era brand new management more or less a, a brand new squad it's been an eventful summer to say the least but uh, here we are with the first league game, what, what's your thoughts as we head into this match? Well, I think if we'd had a normal summer, going into this new division again would have been a tough assignment. Given what's happened in terms of losing the manager, losing a number of players, it becomes even more difficult. I think uh, Jenny Swarbrick's done a, a brilliant job in the few weeks that she's been in. She's recruited some players for us. Um, but it's it's going to be a stiff ask this afternoon against Doncaster Bells. They're... Obviously, a long-established side. Uh, they've got league connections with with Doncaster Rovers. They they moved sideways into this division. I love this term. They've had a lateral movement. Yes, you could they've say that. They've moved from the Midlands, where they finished second last year, yeah. to the North. That suggests where they're that probably more at home, to be honest. That suggests we're in for a very difficult afternoon, given the the way that we've had to assemble a, a, a team at the last minute almost yeah so let's let's go into um, obviously Jenny Swarbrick the interview uh, by the way that, that Tim did it's available on the, on the club's YouTube channel brilliant uh, a good introduction to Jenny Swarbrick comes to us with brilliant pedigree to say the least I think she's more qualified than, than Neil Reynolds is she's um, the most qualified coach, uh, at the coach club. manager we've ever had at this club yes uh, so very very impressive and a very impressive CV and I think you've spoke to her uh, during the summer poll. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on the actual appointment? Well, I was in on the interview. I didn't want to go into that much detail, so, but yes, okay. Um, <laughs> yes, very, very impressive, very well spoken, um, very experienced. She's coached some of the players that played for England in the World Cup final this morning. She needs time, basically, to turn this around from what she was, in, what she inherited, which was a handful of players and some youngsters. Given her time, I think she will develop the women's team to a much higher standard than we've had before. Yeah, what we're going to see today is a team and a, a new era in its in its infancy, very much so. We've seen it so many times, not just the women's game, I mean the men's game too. On Tuesday, we'll, we'll be play, playing Ilkeston. Gary Hayward, their manager, he was appointed the 1st of August. 
with two players signed. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens in the men's game, but it happens in the women's game as well. It's just a natural thing. You become attached to a manager and you go where that manager goes. Pretty much the same thing happened with Neil when he left Bamber Bridge. Yeah, it happens all over the place. Um, so FC's women have got a new captain in Corey Mother and we wish her well. She's been around for quite a few years now with FC, so yeah. she deserves the armband, I think. Obviously, I, I went down to, to Clapton that, that game. Talk about awkward timing. Didn't really have a, a semblance of a team. Corey Mather was down to play in that game as one of the only remaining squad members. Unfortunately, we, she picked up an injury, which is why she wasn't there. But And she, we didn't have a manager then? No. Stuck with us, and that's why. Yeah. You know, and, and like you say, a, a long-serving player. So, right, that she's got the captain's armband. And we've got, we've got to give credit to Elsie Baxter Absolutely. for holding the fort. She's done a brilliant job over the summer to try and keep players uh, training and interested and waiting for news and eventually the news has come and and a new phase has come in. We've also got a coach from Merseyrail who's going to be visible on a match day. So um, he comes with a a good pedigree and I understand that he's been influential in signing one or two players as well. And um, we'll come to those new signings shortly but we, we mentioned Corey Mather there um, Chloe Ainsworth has, has returned to the club. She's in that this afternoon. Um, Sophie Donald unavailable, but also Shauna Jean, who's, who's not in the squad uh, for this afternoon. Uh, plus Ellie Kelly, the FC Radio yeah. Player of the Season last year. You know, brilliant player. And Paige Stopford, who was, who was very much an, an up-and-coming player as well. Um, both those players aren't featuring today, but that does bode very well when those players do return. Chinese Reeves. Another player who's who's stuck around. Massively important. Very important. I mean, we're glowing about Janice Reeves as a, as a player. And an influence as well. Yeah, and how, how important is she going to be in this in this early stage where we are trying to find our feet? I, I think she's, she's the linchpin in the midfield and we're going to have to build a side around her pretty much in the middle of the park. But her drive and energy and attitude is going to make a big impression on the players around her. So... Yes, lots of new faces to come to terms with. But from what I can understand, Jenny has recruited very shrewdly. So we've got a defender, Jace Carlin. She's come from Mersey Rail. She's a defender. She scored against us last season in the FA Cup. She scored a late winner for them. But her forte is defending. Now, she was Mersey Rail's player of the year last season. So she comes with a big reputation. I mean, this, this is what we were talking about with Jenny in charge. It's early days, but there yeah. is there is a pull there, isn't there? Because she's got a very good reputation. So if you're a, a player at this level, or even higher, that, and, and Jenny gets on the phone, then you're going to go, well, okay, what's what's going on here? That's yeah. the calibre we're talking about, isn't it? Um, we've got a winger from Macclesfield, Amara Keating, who's a goal-scoring winger, who's supposed to be very exciting. We've got Jahora Akhtar. She, she, she was on the Clapton trip. Yeah. I'm impressed. Um, she she was at Manchester City women's B team at one point and um, has scored a lot of goals for Mosley. So the, some of these players have, have had an interesting journey to FC, but um, I think the key is we need to give them time to bed in and, and gel. Yes, definitely. And and just to say, you know, to outline just where we are currently, I, I think it's borderline a miracle we've managed to assemble a team there's no subs. Well, there's one sub, and it's it's Elsie Baxter. We, yeah. we don't anticipate Elsie coming on. Um, Only I mean, she she played well against Clapton, to be fair, but I, I don't yeah. anticipate her coming on today. And also, what I can reveal is, yeah, we've got three players, loan players, that weren't registered in time for today, that will hopefully be ready for the next game. 
So we have got more players than it seems, but not all are currently registered. But it's the return of FC United to Division 1 North of the National League. It's uh, a very competitive league, to say the least. Yes, I remember the first game last time we played Newcastle and and they put six past us, I think. Yes, and what we're saying today is, I'm suggesting this, uh, you'd expect Doncaster to perform well today. They're an established side. They finished second in their division last season, which is equivalent to where we are now. Very, very difficult opening game yet again. Uh, The fixture list has not been kind uh, in terms of an opening game. But I'm sure our women will go out there and give it a go. And who knows, you know, one or two of them might start forging a reputation here this afternoon. We've got a number of players probably playing for FC today who have not played on this pitch before. And that's going to be an experience in itself. Some of them may not have played in front of a crowd this big before. So it's a massive learning experience for the players today. Hopefully something they'll be able to build on in future games. And uh, speaking of the crowd, it is a very good crowd here in the, in the main stand. Do, uh, most of them were, were here this morning for the World Cup final and uh, they've, they've stuck around. And uh, yeah, it's just a trip into the unknown, Paul. I don't know, I don't know what tone to ad- adopt for today's broadcast. I'm just intrigued more than anything. Yeah. But I'm also excited about the future. I mean, going back to that interview Tim did with Jenna, um, I mean, it's not just the football side, it's the community side as well. And it, yeah, those two things link up very, very well. I would like to think that we can build some foundations with her and then we can build on from that. What we don't want is, I mean, we've had too many managers in the last few years, too many people coming and going. We need some stability. She's run academies before, so she knows all about academies. She, she's worked at Liverpool uh, in the Super League. She was managing their under-21s. She's got a massive pedigree in terms of who she's worked with. And um, all she needs is time. I know she's, she's even asked about things like improvement in the gym um, because she's used to a certain standard. And, um, and that gym's set up for a League Two side, essentially, yeah. in Barrow. Yeah, so. and she's asked for more. <laughs> so she might not get it, but she's asked. And if you don't ask, you don't get, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's she's got very, very big standards and quite a lot of ambition for FC. She's come here and and it's like a challenge for her because she's worked at a higher level. She knows how how things can be built up. It's a whole new kettle of fish what we're talking about today. As is the league more generally and we'll we'll keep an eye on uh, the scores as they come in um, in this opening weekend uh, just to if you give don't, you an indi- if, you, if, you don't, if you don't know who's in our division this will give you a good indication Leeds United taking on Stockport County today Barnsley taking on Charlie Chesterley Street who we played in the past taking on Durham Sestria Middlesbrough against Nottingham Stockton Ancient it's a bit of a derby uh, York against Hull and uh, SC United today taking on Doncaster Rover Bells well, we're still waiting for the teams uh, to arrive. So let me give you the starting eleven. Uh, well, it's, it's essentially the team for FC United today with LC Baxter, the only substitute. Uh, in goal, Chloe Ainsworth, Corey Mather, who's the skipper. Uh, then Beth O'Grady, Jace Carlin, Madison Bowater, Amara Keaton, Emily Walton, Janice Reeves, Emily Chesters, Ella Ritchie and Jahura Akhtar. Now, other than the players we've already mentioned, um, we've not mentioned Emily Walton. She comes to us from... Uh, Warrington, Emily Chester's uh, Sheffield Wednesday under 18s, and uh, was the manager's player of the year yeah. last season at uh, at Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, Madison Bowater joins us from Bottle Wanderers. 
and Ella Ritchie joins us from Stockport County. So, you know, you're talking about clubs that have a good track record of attracting players. Yeah. The trick is, though, Paul, now, is getting them to gel. That's the tricky bit. Yeah. yeah. Because... In front of a crowd, in front now, of a, a good team like Doncaster. Now, I don't want the listeners to think they've all just turned up in the last week. Some have been playing for us during the summer in a number of games, so it's not been thrown together uh, as haphazardly no. as it might sound. Yes. But at the same time, they do need time to get a coherent understanding, and that, that, that doesn't happen overnight. We know that with the men's team. Well, both teams now coming out onto the pitch. Uh, so without further ado, let's hand you over to your expert commentary team, for this afternoon's game, this is Women's Team Live, FC United of Manchester against Doncaster Bells here in the sunshine at Broadhurst Park. And here's your expert commentary team, it's Stato Paul, but first, me. And uh, that's a good ball down the line, and it's going to get crossed into the box there. There's Brown, and there, six yards from goal, was Saxton. And everyone went towards Brown on the near post, but Saxton was there free. Not much Chloe Ainsworth could do with the effort on goal. And Doncaster take the lead here. Into midfield now, Reeves wins possession back for FC United. Reeves holds on to it a bit too long there, and now Doncaster on the ball. Through ball attempted, and it's a good through ball. Brown is onside, Brown rounds the goalkeeper, and it's 2 0. Throwing taken towards FC United's penalty area. Good strength from Brown, crossed into the box, and an effort comes in there, and it's a, it's a great finish. Doncaster make it 3 0. I think it's Tugby Andrew there into the bottom corner to the right-hand side of Chloe Ainsworth. Throwing taken. Here's Reeves now. By the corner flag. Cross comes in. That's a, oh. a great ball in. And FC United have got a goal back. It was such a brilliant ball from Janice Reeves. And there was Bowater, who really, it was so beautiful. You could just literally... You could nod it. Delightful ball over the goalkeeper. In it goes. And FC United 3-1. And I have to say, Paul, I think they deserved that. But here's Chester's now. Chester's under pressure from two blue shirts. And uh, that's a clever back heel into the penalty area. Comes Housley. And Housley there slots it to the goalkeeper's right-hand side into the net. Right on the stroke of half-time. Doncaster make it 4-1. Doncaster back with the ball on the right-hand side. Cross comes in. It takes a deflection into the penalty area. Mavis got to have a strong challenge there. And a good save by Ainsworth. Who's on the follow-up? It's Saxton into the bottom corner. And it's 5-1 uh, to start this second half well, it's a free kick and Walton goes for goal and hits the bar what a free kick that was but uh, the score remains 5-1 Walton back on the ball Walton Walton goes for a Maradona turn that was asking a lot though with two blue shirts around her cleared by Doncaster Carlin gets to it and here's Reeves Reeves now Reeves <laughs> oh Reeves <laughs> still with the ball cross this ball in great ball Here's Richie. Richie goes for goal. Oh, oh just wide. Great chance. But uh, out to the right-hand side is Johnson now. Moving forward, Johnson by the byline, crosses this ball in. It's a good ball in. Banachik there with the goal on the near post. 80 minutes played. Played in field. Into FC United's penalty area. Good strength again from Barlow. And Barlow goes for goal. Great finish. Pick of the goals, that one. Full time here at Broaders Park and uh, FC United kicking their season off with a defeat but one that was kind of expected given the pre-season the club has had. There's been glimpses though Paul of, of a team here taking on Doncaster who finished 
second last year in the Midlands Division. They've moved over to the northern section of Division 1. They're a good team and we can see how established they are as a team compared to FC United, who at the minute are still trying to find their way. Yeah, I think Doncaster are the kind of side that we aspire to have uh, at the moment. There's a lot of work to be done behind the scenes to get us to the level that Doncaster are at, but there are building blocks there, I would say, that we can work around. And the, the players are quite rightly getting applauded for their efforts. They put in a, a really good shift this afternoon. They've been well outgunned, but they never gave up. And I think that's the best that Jenny can ask for at this stage. And the thing that I was hoping for the most today, because me, me and you, Paul, we'll let the listeners into a secret. We've done a good job of setting expectations at the start of the day, but we weren't expecting FC United to win today or even come close. No. The best we could have hoped for, I think, was a goal or two. And we got that goal in the first half. Madison Bowater scoring it from some great work from Janice Reeves. And I'm going to suggest, Paul, along with Chloe Ainsworth, Reeves has been leading this game from an FC United perspective and probably his player of the match. Yeah, Reeves wasn't the captain, but she played like a captain today. She's pushed the side forward when she's had to. She's tried to knit it all together and I think she's done a very good job. And yes, I would make her our player of the match. Hey, we're going to be joined by the brand new manager, Jenny Swarbrick, who's, who joins us now. Jenny, thank you so much. I've not prepared you for this at all. These are the best kind of interviews, though, I find. Um, you've not been officially welcomed to the club until the radio welcomes you, so welcome. What did you thank make you. What did you make of that today? Well, first and foremost, we said this morning when we all regrouped here for the World Cup final, we had a team meeting and we said that we've got a massive mountain to climb today, but this mountain's only the start of our journey. Our back's up against the wall with everything we've had to face over the last few days. So we have to be honest with ourselves, realistic with the situation that we're currently in. Um, I've just said to the girls on the pitch, I'm really, really proud of them. Yeah. You know, even towards the end, we had to bring Elsie on. Who, you know, that was the situation we was in today. But we, we've been talking about a team mentality. Um, our motto for the season is going to be team. Yeah. Together, everybody achieves more. We've all got a role to play. Um, and I'm really grateful for, for the players, the effort that they put in, the work rate. Um, we've started working on a few things in training and you could see that coming out in moments with the new formation, the new patterns, um, which also led to the goal that we scored. So yeah. there are a lot of positives to build on, but we've got a long way to go. And yeah. we're, we're all very clear on where we're actually at with the situation um, and we're going to stick together. You're playing a team and you mentioned patterns there. You're playing against a team who did really well at this level last year in the Midlands division they've got that experience they've got those patterns to play the fact we scored today I think is amazing and you must be pleased with that like like you touched upon there that, that cross from Janice and Bo Waters there to, to nod it and it was a beautiful goal yeah and we spoke at half time and I said look let's go through some of the positives because you can get really caught up in the scoreline um being realistic you know we're new to the league we're new to this challenge with everything that's going on but we have to build on the positives and we can't let the positives be hidden by like the scoreline on this occasion um, I mean going forward we, we want to make sure that that scoreline is more in our favour and we want to be winning games and I'm very confident that we will win games with the plan that we've got in place so we have to focus on 
on those positives and there was there was a number of occasions I mean Emily hit the bar with yeah, a fantastic yeah, yeah. strike and that was something we spoke about at half time um, we spoke about hitting the channels and certain types of runs um, and that started to come off and the girls are, I can't fault the girls because they're really responsive to the things that I've been saying uh, in the last couple of training sessions and then in, in, in the changing rooms today especially at half time we, we tweaked a couple of things and they were really responsive and if I've got responsive players they're going to work together as a team we're going to dig down and we're going to keep adding quality to the team with the players that are going to be coming in as well and some more experience things things are going to turn a corner and, yeah. and, and I'm really confident that we will go on a really positive um, exciting journey this season and this is just the start of it the season isn't defined by the first game of the season it, it's the whole season that comes together so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the players today and just touching upon, um, obviously, you've, you've had to hit the ground running. It's been a whirlwind, to say the least. Um, we can mention Reeves, we can mention Mavu, we can mention Ainsworth, but those youngsters who are also part of this squad, um, you must be really pleased with the step up they've made today, some of them. Yeah, and that comes down to the environment that I'm trying to create. Is These players are the ones that stepped up today. And I said, look, I trust you. You've been in at training. You've listened to what we said. I've seen you do it in training. And you've just got to go out there and try your best. And, and they did. Um, they tried absolute heart out. Um, one of the youngsters obviously getting a goal, which was which was yeah. memorable for her. And I know a couple of them are big fans of the club. Um, one of them had tears in her eyes at the end when I said, how did you find that? And she was like, oh, I really enjoyed it. I've always wanted to play for the club. And it's like, brilliant. And I trust you for that. And we've got to help to develop youngsters so that we we create longevity in the women's side and, and, and have like a we've got to get that development squad sorted and we've got to get the, the girls pathway sorted yeah. and you know otherwise every single season you'll be turning over players because they're, they're coming to the end of their career so it's really important to look after youngsters and I, I will always be someone that that allows youngsters to have opportunities um, and today they stepped up I mean it's it's because you mentioned the development squad, I'll, I'll mention it now because obviously because of the nature of the pre-season we've had, that I'm imagining that's going to be slightly on the back burner but not too much because like you say you've got some exciting young prospects there. Yeah, so in terms of how we're going to look after them, um, we're going to be looking to look at loan systems, um, looking at relevant loans for these young players where they'll be training with us once a week and being loaned out to, to pick up game time yeah. and train elsewhere for, for the other training session of the week and I think that's really important so that they stay connected with us. We can continue to help support their development but they're picking up game time elsewhere and then as things evolve we'll keep reassessing and if there's opportunities to get the youngsters game time then then I won't be afraid to do it because we need youngsters yeah absolutely now um that's that side of things um you've you've mentioned you know there's exciting developments coming up with regards to the first team um not giving too much away how excited should people be because you know you've got a, a very good reputation I'm imagining there's going to be a fair amount of players who've gone oh that's where Jenny Swalbrick is so uh, how excited should people be yeah I think when the announcement was made on Thursday um, my phone was was buzzing <laughs> quite a lot I had some interesting phone calls um, we're already looking at making official partnerships with with some clubs from uh, tier three and uh, we've already had contact from some of the what's now the pro game academies so the WSL academies um, looking to support some of their players um, and as of Monday we should have 25 players registered Wow! compared to what we've had out there yes. today I mean it has been a massive headache we do have some really exciting players coming in um, that have got ex that have got experience um, 
But I don't want to say too much because no, it'll I'm take not, away from yeah. uh, some of the announcements that I've are going to be on social media I've over the next week. I've done interviews like this for years, Jenny. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to get you into trouble or anything like that. But obviously we've got Halifax coming up in the in the cup. This is just going to... You're going to have to keep going, aren't you, and, and see where, where it goes. Well, we build. Yeah. We build. And, you know, I've been saying to, to the club this week, small steps lead to big journeys. So we're probably not going to make a gigantic leap from this week to next week because the new players that are coming in are... Again, new to the club, so they've got to learn yeah. my new systems, my new patterns, and new formation, so on and so forth. They've got to then gel together as a team. That will take time. But if each week we can we can see the positives, highlight the positives, build on it, and you know that one goal turns to two goals, and that seven from today turns to six, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm we'll be turning a corner. And I, and I, I am quite confident. I mean, Donny Bell's on what is a historic day today with the World Cup final. They're a historic club in the women's game, and I'm, they've got a full. Um, girls Academy so I'm not surprised they were as strong as they were today and I looked at some of their players and I thought they had some excellent players but again just to reiterate I was really proud of our players and how they stood up to the challenge and if that's how we start the season yep. we're only going to get better with dealing with challenges and, and things that are in front of us we, we gave player of the match to Janice Reeves because not just for the cross but we, we felt uh, you know obviously the Mavers the captain but Janice Reeves in midfield she was she was driving it as well wasn't she we're really lucky to keep Shan this year um, I really, really, really respect Shan and what I really like about her is her work rate. Phenomenal work rate, front foot defending, she wears a heart on the sleeve, she's a leader on the pitch as well, which is fantastic to have and she's, she's an exceptional talent, she, she can pull something out of the bag that you just don't quite see, but she's also been really receptive to me and we're building up a really respectful relationship um, and I'm looking forward to working with her this season and again, if that's how she started the season, with what we've got planned and, and putting into place, she's only going to get better as well as the team do get better. Oh, good stuff. And uh, last question. You've already done that interview with Tim, which was brilliant on the on the club's YouTube channel, but you're off and running now. We're a proper competitive <laughs> game. Uh, how much are you looking forward to that journey you've mentioned that, that we're about to go on as a club? Well, I'd like to thank all the fans, first of all, for, for coming into the ground today. And um, Renault come and spoke to me just before kick-off and he went, gosh you've got a cracking crowd in today and I turned around and I was like I know <laughs> hopefully we'll give them a, a good performance but again I, I would like to thank the fans but I'd like them to come on the journey with us you know the fans if we get things right they could be the the 12th player on the pitch for yep. us and in this fantastic stadium with a fantastic club with the plans that, that the, the club have proposed to me it is an exciting future and one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into it's only going to get better and we've all got to stick together and I'd like to see all the fans again over the coming weeks um, and then bring more friends and family and keep building the fan base as well as we go because we're all going on this journey together. Absolutely. Well, uh, Jenny Swarbrick, Women's Team Manager, big thank you for taking the time after, after today's game to join us and uh, we'll catch up again after Halifax next week. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. you. Women's Team Manager Jenny Swarbrick there. And that League Cup tie between FC United and Halifax Town kicks off at Broadhurst Park this Sunday at 2pm. And we'll have full live commentary available here on FC Radio for those of you unable to attend. Well, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.